This conversation is brought to you in part by Harvesthold from Verdant Technologies, with promotional consideration from Volcano Produce. Well, howdy, everybody. How are you? I hope you're doing well. My wish for you today is that you're doing well. Amanda's wish for you today is you're doing well. She told me that before we got rolling today. Yes. We're excited <laughs> that you're joining us again. We're excited you're here on Todd Versations. My friend Amanda Kiefer's back, and we're going to talk about the Healthy Family Project and what she's up to. And she's going to share a little bit about her journey and what's going on. I love what this group is about. I love the meaning of why they're here and the value of what they're doing and what they're creating and the things they're talking about. So it is my honor to welcome back mom, cook, dog mom, inspirational person, all these different things. The pride of Orlando, by the way, can I just throw that out there? The pride of Orlando. Please welcome the managing director of the Healthy Family Project, my friend, Amanda Kiefer. Welcome. Thank you. That was such a great introduction. I'm feeling really good about myself after well, that. Thank you. Well, let's get to the end and then let's see if you, how you feel. At okay. The end. That's okay, the goal. Okay. It's all right. all about, that's the squad goal. Get to all the right. End. Let me get there. Oh, now, yeah. I, thanks for having me back. This is wonderful. I'm great to get on. We have a lot of new things going on in the new year and yeah, just good to be back. It's an honor to have you back. I love what you guys are about. I love their mission. I, I you know, anytime we can start talking about empowering people through food and making better choices and learning about choices and making, you know, getting involved in decisions around food. It's incredibly powerful because it is such, you know, food is medicine. And, you know, there's so many ways that the food environment, agriculture can change this planet, not only our personal health, but our global health, our planet's health. There's so many things involved in all this. So to be able to elevate the work that you all are doing and why you're doing it, especially with the new initiatives, which we're going to talk about, of course, it's just exciting for me. So I'm thrilled you're here. But as I always do, and I always say, hey, please tell everybody a little bit about yourself real quick, and then we'll get the sure. ball rolling. Because I only have 9,000 questions for you today. I know. I, I, we'll get through them. I, we will. <laughs> as long as you as long as long you don't let me go too long here, I'll, I'll keep hey, talking. So You go, girl. I um, stop you. We'll go my, until I run out of water. My journey, I guess, um, I, I came into the food world in a really roundabout way. Uh, my degrees in journalism and public relations... I come from a background in um, classical ballet. Like I have all these random things and not anything to do with food, but um, worked at the Kennedy Space Center for a little while. And PR is my first job um, out of college. Uh, I think I mentioned in our last episode, I was one of the leads on the team for the Columbia shuttle disaster is my first real uh, foray into the PR world. So nothing has really topped that. And I, I no. sincerely hope nothing does top that in my, in my PR career, um, found my way into travel PR, which was super fun. And then after I had my second daughter, I was kind of just, it was a pivotal moment. And I felt like, you know what, I would really love to find a way to devote my talents eight hours a day and really you know, close up shop at the end of the day and feel like I made an impact in yeah. some way. And I was really looking for, for that. And then a mentor of mine forwarded me a job post and said, Hey, look at this. And we were produce for kids at the time. She said that, look, this is a remote job. You just had you know, your second daughter. This seems perfect for you. And I thought, all right, I could, I'm pretty good at PR. I, I'm a good marketer. I, I could, I could do this grocery store thing. I could, I mean, they're healthy foods. Like what could go wrong? You know, I was coming out of the world of doing PR for resorts in Mexico and dealing with some, you know, drug cartel type. Yeah. <laughs> so 
So I'm like, listen, no one's getting harmed in the in eating this apple. So yeah, so I jumped into it and I thought, let me try this out, see how it goes. And I can tell you, I am going going to be going on year 12. And I'm, I was going to ask you how long. Here. Gonna, yes. Yeah. And I'm still here. I mean, my youngest was, I was uh, she's probably two and a half months when I started this job and she turned 12 last November. So yeah. Crazy. Well, you know, look, as you said, you had all these different experiences and we don't know what path we're on in our life. We can try to pretend we know what path, we're no. on, but we don't know. And <laughs> what we do know is we get to a point in our path where we can go to the right or we can go to the left or we take the path up the hill or take the path down the hill. Right. But either way we have to make, that's what, that's really our choices when it comes to our path. And so when I think about what you've shared about your history, all of that took you to this path that you're on now, which is empowering people to make better choices, using your skill set that you've learned touching on those emotions that you had to deal with when you dealt with shuttle and being able to put that outwardly in a way that drives people to increase consumption, to increase their knowledge and decrease participation. And quite frankly, one of the best things they can do, which is empowering themselves to eat better food. Boom. I love it. I'm here. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. It's so cool. Well, let, let's get into it a little bit. Let's give everybody a sure. little bit of a 411 that don't know uh, what the healthy, you know, healthy family project's all about, if you wouldn't mind. Sure. So Healthy Family Project, we were created in 2002, which is crazy, um, created by our founder, John Schumann, who is the president of Schumann Farms. Yes, you are familiar. Amazing, amazing guy. Um, He started Produce for Kids because he was impacted by an experience at Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. And he knew that the produce industry just like having interact with so many wonderful people, there wasn't really a way to give back um, at that time or they weren't coming. People were giving, you know, onesie twosie, but he thought, wouldn't it be so cool if we could come together as a group in some way and give back to at that time, they were doing Children's Miracle Network. And that was the beneficiary because he just felt like, you know, they were doing such great things, which great organization for sure. Absolutely. Um, and so yeah, so he went to um, Publix, who was, you know, our first retail partner still with us to this day, and presented the idea to them. I don't even know at that time if cause marketing was a term. I mean, I'm sure maybe it was maybe in its infancy or it existed, but we really Probably. didn't have like the buzz around it that there is now. Um, but it was truly, let's put some signs in stores Let's make a donation to the Children's Miracle Network hospitals in the public's market area. So staying local. Um, And that's really how this whole thing was born. Just like, a, a, hey, we should do this. We should make an impact. And I feel like, you know, since 2002, you know, with a lot of POS programs or promotional in-store programs don't have a super long shelf life traditionally. Mm -hmm. So it's very rare for something to continue on for this length of time. But I think that. The people who have been a part of this organization and um, just the trajectory of social media and everything has really aligned. The universe has allowed us and the talent that has come into our organization to really grow and change and say, all right, we got to make some pivots here if we want to keep up with the shopper and we got to go digital and let's do this and let's bring in, you know, so I think over the years, there's been a lot of changes. And while we do still, you know, work with grocers across the U.S. and do the in-store signage and that type of marketing, cause marketing in stores. We've grown to so much more yeah. um, than that. Let's talk yeah. about that a little bit. Let's talk about your mission. And before I dive in, because I do want to talk about cause sure. marketing, because you're right. It was, I, I don't know if it was a term, 
Um, I'm going to have to look that up. Maybe yeah, John Schumann yeah. invented it. <laughs> he could have. He could have. I mean, I don't know. I mean, but you're right. But I want to get into that. But before yeah. we do, let's get into the mission yeah. a little bit. So people have yeah. a, you know, kind of an understanding of what you all are about. Yeah. So um, our mission, bottom line, is creating a healthier generation. So, you know, my my dad's actually here visiting me this week from Pennsylvania. And, and we've had some good, we have some good chats when my dad visits. And I always say, that's the goal, though. The next generation learns and we do things a little different. We make some small changes. My kids are not going to like it or change things about what I did. You know, it's never like you did this wrong or you did this right. It's how the next generation takes that. So I think that we we go back to that all the time in our meetings and our planning. It's, you know, creating a healthier generation. That is hands down our goal. I, I, I love it. And it's, and it's look, by the way. That's a very lofty goal, but there's so many great, but it's so incredibly important because you know, I, I, I firmly believe that we have a choice as, as we get older, as adults get older, you can either take your wisdom with you, right? Or you can take your wisdom and give it back. And you can, you can look downstream. You can look at the next generation. You can look at ways of empowering and, and, and again, using the wisdom, what mistakes were made? How do we make a change, right? And it's so incredibly important when it comes to food. And it's why I'm so inspired by the work that we're doing inside schools to elevate the conversation, how important nutrition is to children and what a difference it makes. And we're going to touch on a few of that things, I'm sure, as we get wrapping a little bit. So I, I, I just think what you guys are doing is so incredibly powerful. It is, it is so needed in this country to empower people to understand the choices that they're making with their dollars. And, you know, rather than being inundated by a flashy TV commercial or a TikTok right. video, whatever the hell it might be, is by putting common sense back into the plate. And I think it's incredibly impactful to what you guys are doing. So thank you for sharing that. But let's get into cause sure. marketing because because yeah. I think it's I think it's it's important, you know, A, what is cause marketing? It's obviously right. There's a cause behind what we're trying to do, right? We're talking about the end goal, which is which is what we're we're discussing. So talk to me a little bit about, you know, what you guys have been doing for the past 20 years. Talk a little bit, if you wouldn't mind, about some of the results you're seeing maybe in 2022 and and, and, you know, I don't know where you've been at for these 20 years. Yeah. We'll give you a big fat question. Just I was going to say that's a just broad go. one, but I'm I'll gonna go. go sit, I'm going to sit down and come back. When you're done. <laughs> Get your coffee. All right. Um, so it's interesting because there's a lot of confusion around Healthy Family Project and where we actually fall, I guess, in are we a 501c3? Oh, we're cause marketing. Well, what is that? And so we actually are not a 501c3 organization. We are considered cause marketing and technical terms. We're the collecting agent, if you will. So we're the, consider us the middle person. So we develop and execute these marketing programs and we make sure the funding gets to orchestrate where it goes and make sure that that amount gets you know, impacts in the way that either our grocers select, you know, where that goes or our digital partners or whatever it might be. Um, so, you know, it's interesting because it, it it's different across the board, the cause marketing programs that we do. And it would be, it would be weird if it wasn't different because every shopper, you know, every grocer has a different shopper, you know, they have a different demographic. Right. And so we really take a hard look at, when we have a new retailer or as our retailers demographics change, take a look at, you know, are they using QR codes? Are they, you know, we work with military produce group and we just had a conversation about most of these families that are shopping there are, are operating as single parents because, you know, one or the other is deployed 
And so we need to take that into consideration, right? Like we need, let's Mm -hmm. not focus on dinners. Let's focus on after school snacks. Let's focus on five ingredient meals. You know, like how do we kind of shift that cause marketing messaging, you know, around who we're talking to and Mm -hmm. that shopper and, you know, and the way we give back, you know, for military produce group, our funds from the produce companies that participate go back to this amazing organization called Our Military Kids. And they fund grants uh, for kids to do camps and activities that they otherwise might not be able to participate in. And those funds go a long way because each of those, um, the grants uh, are $300 slots per like fund you know, that's kind of like what they estimate on that. So that money goes a long way. You can fund a lot of experiences and like life-changing, you know, a lot of these kids go use that money to go to cooking classes Mm -hmm. or, you know, karate camp or aviation, like things that will impact them for the rest of their lives. And so it's just, and, you know, sorry, I feel like I'm rambling, but to go back, Mm. I always like to say doing well by doing good. So sometimes, you know, cause marketing might catch some flack, like, oh, well, you should just do good. Like you shouldn't, you know, boost your sales. But I've always, I would challenge that up and down the river because why would you not? Why would you not elevate your sales, elevate your brand and also be able to make an impact in the world, you know, and in your community? just makes so much sense and and build a relationship with your customer to know that you care. Thanks for joining the Todd Versation. And now a word from our sponsor. Hi, this is Gordon Robertson, CEO of Verdant Technologies. Thank you for listening to Todd Versations. Our innovative post-harvest solution, Harvest Hold Fresh, is a game changer in delivering longer lasting produce from crop to cart. Our patent technology slows the clock extending the shelf life of fruits and vegetables, helping to preserve them at their peak. By simply inserting a sheet of Harvest Hold Fresh into packaging after harvest, our solution works to significantly reduce waste, deliver return on investment, and offer robust sustainability benefits in the perishable produce supply chain. That's a winning proposition for the grower, the shipper, the retailer, the consumer, and our planet. Contact us today and let us help you change your fresh future with this one sheet wonder. Harvest Hold Fresh from Verdant Technologies. A hundred percent. And you know, and I and I think that that so much of what's been happening in the past however many years is that companies are are checking boxes, but maybe not always for the right reason. Right. And I think what I love about what you all are doing is that. You're, they're checking boxes, but the reasons are literally on your shirt sleeve. You can't, you, you know, you, you can't duck what you all are doing, right? It's not one of these things like, oh, you know, you got to make me feel good as a corporation. It's really an opportunity to everybody to stand up in front, in public, and say who you are and what you believe and what you're about. And to me, I think that's when it comes to how you want to categorize marketing, cause marketing, whatever it might be, it's incredibly powerful to, to, to have your morals and values right in front of you every time, especially on a campaign as important as what you all are doing. Yeah. And I, from the time that I started with healthy family project, it, I just, because I do work directly with our uh, charities, I am the point of contact. So I see this, these funds go, I know exactly down to the 
penny where everything goes. And I will say it is so important to us to keep things hyper local and to really like, like pinpoint where the impact is, you know, like I said, with, um, with Publix now we've moved through several different charities over the years, but now we work with feeding America and, um, we're able to distribute those funds to the food banks within this market area. And so, you know, feeding America is an amazing organization and I would, I would never say, you know, give it to corporate and see where the chips may fall, but, um, working with them, they are amazing at assisting me and making sure that we accurately get the, those funds out and, you know, to the markets and to those food banks to make a difference in those communities where those shoppers shop. Well, and you've made a huge impact. Not only, I mean, you're, you're not only touching lives, but you made a big financial impact in the course of the, you know, the 20, 12 or many years, it's been 20 years of rocking and rolling. Can you touch on that a little bit about your overall impact that, that Healthy Family Projects yes. created? So, excuse me, I want to say we just, I want to say we just moved over 7.5 million. We just surpassed it. So that's a big number. I mean, yeah. especially, you know, looking at majority of this came from the produce industry, you know, that that impact alone, you know, the marketing dollars aren't as, I don't want to say fluid or flowing as you might have in the CPG world. And so um, that number is incredible. 7.5 million. And just last year, we raised 238,000 across all of our charities. And so that's, you know, another great number. In particular with Feeding America, we were able to donate almost 2 million meals so Feeding America has kind of an equation that they use and switch up yearly how many uh, a dollar right now equals 10 meals, which is is pretty cool. So we can kind of, kind of follow along with that. So and then our stats, I mean, like I said, it's just been uh, so awesome that we've had this talent, these like digital marketers. And we have someone on our team now who's just like a TikTok just setting the stage on TikTok, just showing everybody how to store their tomatoes and just really cruising through. And so our website had over 1 million views last year. We were able to do all of these cooking classes with different grocers. I think we did more than 14 cooking classes, my daughter and I. Um, we did 24 grants to the our military kids. And then we had signs in over 3,000 grocery stores. And so, I mean, you know, when you're in the thick of it going through the year and I'm a hyper achiever, surprise, surprise, but when I'm going through it, it's like more and more, we need to do more, we need to do more. And then it's kind of like when you look at those numbers at the end of the year, it trying to force myself to not go on to like, how can we be better? How can we do better? And I've been trying to take a second to sit in it. For a minute. Look at Pat, you, you, you're, you can get a pat on the shoulder. There's no two ways about that, right? You can get a high yeah. five for the achievement, right? But I love the, well, like you go back to what I said about your path, right? Your passion, you found a path of passion right now. And yes. it, 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 it oozes out of you every time I've talked with you, it oozes out of you in this broadcast already. And it's incredibly impactful and it's important, but it's so important because you're giving back, you're making a difference in this planet. And that, to your point, which you said earlier, it's like, I want to do something that I feel fulfilled. I want to do something bigger and beyond just myself and a greater deal. And, and yes. you know, inspiring people, caring for people, making somebody's day better, you know, a simple hello is a great way for somebody to start oh, yeah. to improve, you know, somebody's day. Because again, you don't know what path they're on. So to be able to do what you're doing, 
whether it's whether it's one meal or a hundred million meals, it made a difference. And that's incredible. So congratulations to you Thank and you. team and everybody. I think it's really, really cool. So let's get into a little bit about March. I want to get, if we can, I want to talk about yeah. what's coming up, right? I want your mission for nutrition initiative is here. So yes. go girl, tell me what the hell is it? Let's rock okay. and roll. So this is passion. I know you know I'm passionate about many things, but I, this is a passion project for me because how it came about was, uh, I don't know, so 2000, maybe 15, 16. I was having so many emails from retail dietitians asking me, Hey, could you, I found this on your website. Like, do you have anything extra? Could you send me this? So I found myself pretty much at the post office a couple times a week, just one piece mailing out this person at IV, this person at ShopRite. And so I went to my boss and said, listen, I really think we need to do something that partially because I'm spending all my time at the post office. Post but office. Also, also, we need these retail dietitians are in need of materials. They're in need of, you know, things that can be useful to shoppers in stores. And they they like our content. They like what we're doing. So how can we be a value to this this audience? And so that's kind of how Mission for Nutrition was born. Um, so we were doing National Nutrition Month, which is the month of March, and we call ours kind of piggybacking off of National Nutrition Month is our mission for nutrition. Um, and we actually they just they just shipped. We shipped out five hundred and seventy five kits to retail dietitians, and you're gonna like this the edition, which came last year, school food service nutrition directors. So we Ooh, added them to our list. Thankful for um, Andrew over at IFPA. He does a great job working with the schools, um, just getting the message out to schools, connecting schools with produce companies. And so um, he was able to help us get to that audience. And so now those kits are getting out to the schools as well. So they'll receive, um, we have, they're called, we call them the mini mags. So they're miniature magazines and it's a week this year. We did a week of breakfast. So in the front page, it's your grocery list. You can shop this list and make all of your breakfast for the week just off of this grocery list. So we really try to take in budget and, you know, one trip to the grocery store. So we really, really want to make it affordable. Um, our dietitian team that we have at Healthy Family Project approves all of our recipes. So they cross check that those are all good to go. They actually feature uh, several produce partners who are who are joining us on a mission for nutrition this year, if you will. And those guys, because I have to shout them out because yeah, you have they're to. amazing. I've, I was um, going to ask you too anyway. So yeah. I'm glad you're prepared. <laughs> I am prepared. Believe me. Um, and a couple of these have they've been with us for several years and really believe in this, you know, in this mission for nutrition. So we have Nature Fresh Farms, Jazz and Envy Apples, Be Sweet Citrus, and then of course Schumann Farms is also, you know, proud supporter of um of this program. And it's done really well. Um we have, like I said, I am <clears throat> have a great connection with these retail dietitians and they post all month. We give them like some counter cards. We also do a thousand dollar continued education scholarship for one retail dietitian. We um, select who does a display or features the recipes in a cooking class. So these dietitians are either posting and tagging us all month or sending those over to us so that we can kind of take a look at those. So we've been over the years, we've been able to send retail, different retail dietitians 
to the, you know, food and nutrition conferences for their continued education or whatever they select to kind of fill that, um, fill that scholarship. So it's, it's really cool. And then on the consumer side, all of these retail dietitians are handing out these mini magazines at the shopper level in stores, the school nutrition directors are sending them home with the kids to get home to their families. And, um, yeah, so it's cool. There's a lot of moving pieces and we have the mini mag is actually downloadable on the website, the mission for nutrition website. So all month long, if you visit our social media pages, you'll be seeing information about how to meal plan, how to shop on a budget, just all of the things that go into, you know, kind of setting yourself up for success in eating healthy and not having to like break the bank or break your brain with stress. Well, a couple things that you touched on. First of all, retail dietitians, absolutely them. the unsung heroes <laughs> of the grocery oh, store. Oh man, they are. They're, and I, and I'm, they're so undervalued in my yes. opinion. They, they literally, they just do not get, I, I, it's almost like you know, they're treated like Eeyore in a lot of ways. It's craziness. They should be front and center of all of this because they are so passionate about Every single customer that comes through their retail location, I don't care what state it is, what chain store, it doesn't matter. Being around these folks, having the opportunity to, to listen to them, interact with them through yeah. social media and the different things that we do through our platform, I, they are, they're like honey badgers out there. They, they just go kick ass and they don't think twice about it. And oh. if, if you shop at whatever grocery store in this country, go online to their website and go find who their retail, find out who they are and look at what information they're putting out there. Not only what you all are doing, but they are a powerful force for good. And I, 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 I can't sing their praises enough. So I'm sorry. I soapbox here for a minute, but no, but they, I will join you on it. that soapbox. They, and, and some of them, you know, it's free. People don't realize that you can just go. And, and that is, you know, you pay a lot of money to, to meet with a dietitian or a nutritionist and kind of find your way, especially when you receive, you know, everybody receives blood work. Oh, you're low in that vitamin D, your B12s, you know, whatever it might be. And you can go to them and they can say, all right, here's like some guidance, what you, you know, where you want to go and what you want to shop for. And I think that not to go too far down the dietitian, retail dietitian path, but from my perspective over the years, I feel like, and I hope it will change, but sometimes it's hard where they fall in the overall structure and grocery, you know, do they fall under pharmacy? Do they fall under marketing? Do they fall under, you know, where do they go? And then I think, and again, this is my perspective. So no one no one come that hard on me on this one, but I think that they, um, sometimes so many things are just attached to dollars. And so oh, yeah. in their role, it's hard to attach them to dollars, even though they're making a huge impact and probably creating a lot of sales, uh, you know, out of their recommendations. But so sometimes those roles are on the chopping block because you can't look at a spreadsheet and, directly say, okay, here's this number. Okay. This is the person, you know, which is sad, but I don't know. I, I have no, you know, <laughs> no, I look, I a hundred percent agree with what you're saying. And I'll throw this perspective at it and I'll go ahead and take the criticism or the emails, fire them off. Yeah, you take those. Them Shit, bring them. <laughs> but, but it goes back to what I say all the time is that we don't do a good job in this country of valuing our food. We do not put we look at food value as cheap, not food value as good for us or food value as what we need to be doing to make a difference in our world in a bigger way. And again, I don't, I'm, I'm not, 
going away from economy. I'm not going away from hungry people we have in this country. I get all that. But the fact of the matter is, is that we don't value our food. We aren't doing things enough, in my opinion, to uplift our food narrative. We're not doing enough to uplift our farming community and why they matter. We're not doing enough to educate people. And I love what you're doing. You're giving people education, a simple education on how to survive a week on a budget, how to look at your food choice differently. Look, Captain Crunch, fantastic. But it shouldn't be every single day, right? I mean, let's be honest. It, there's, there's other things that we need to be putting into our diet. They're going to make kids' minds better. Our bodies heal faster. Our attention span longer. All these things matter. And I think it really comes down to what I think you're driving home and why this mission for nutrition, I think, is so relevant and so important that you're driving value into food, simple value, making people stop, pause, and recognize that we need to take a moment and say, God, food does matter. It doesn't need to be 99 cents. How do you make money? How do you, how does a 99 cent hamburger work? I do not know how you drive through and pick one up. It doesn't make sense to me. Right. So I love what you're about. I think it's incredibly powerful. Really is. Yeah. Kudos. Thank you. Well, and I will say, I, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the Fancy show, but many it's a, um, Academy of Dietetics puts it on each year and a lot of retail dietitians attend and, um, uh, high V. So high V has a huge, team of dietitians, they place a large value on their dietitian team. And they actually have a dietitian who they moved over into their e-commerce uh, area. And so that's really interesting to me because I, in my time working with retail dietitians, feel that there's crossover roles for that, you know, crossover roles where they can really weigh in and use their skills in the produce department or whatever, you know, whatever health health uh, minded brands they might be. But yeah, so she spoke there and I was really moved by that and really feeling like this is a great, great model to recognize the skills that these dietitian, retail dietitians in particular have and putting them in places of power in grocery because they really, you know, they have the credentials and the brains really behind it to help move product in a way that's just a little different from, I think, traditionally we're used to. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, it goes back to, let's talk about the dollar factory, right? Retailers, you know, look, they want to sell the stuff that we don't want to talk about, right? They want, they still want to sell the sugar drinks and the sodas and the dietitians are like, yeah, nah, you know, I'm not really into yeah. that. And I think that it, you're right. It becomes a conflict because you're playing to both masters. Yeah. We really want to, we want to check a box about doing good, but here's yeah. the 500 <laughs> other things in the store that will eventually kill you. Right. And again, I go back to what I said, fire the letters off kids. I'll be happy to talk to you about it. We need to, to get to a point where we start to talk about the value of food because cheap has a hidden cost, right? It always does. And yep. you may not always see it, but it always will appear eventually. And again, I think these dietitians are just incredibly powerful. And you give them, you know, and you're providing a whole bunch of bullets to put in their holster, you know, as well as the people at school. I don't even get me started on that. I'll go, I'll go off on a tangent when it comes to school nutrition. <laughs> but, it, you know, it's so incredibly powerful. And we have to be thinking differently if we want to make a better planet, if we want to make, to your point, what you all are about, that next generation, right? Take the wisdom down. Don't take them with you. Pass the wisdom back. Don't carry it forward. What good is it? What good is it if you don't share it? Right. Yeah, I think it's about, what do you think? I mean, Let's think about this. I want to kind of, because I'm on this thing. You got me all fired up now. Yeah. And again, I, I, I know. I, it <laughs> I doesn't, it. it doesn't, it, well, it doesn't take a lot, you know, it doesn't take a lot to get me riled up about common sense when it comes to our food supply, especially I somebody know. that's been doing it for 40 years and has seen the direct effect of positive and negative, right? When it comes to that. So who do you think is harder to educate though, when it comes to making food choices? This is a tough one because 
It's when, I talk, <laughs> when, I talk to, when I talk to my school folks, right, about when we do our Lunchtime Hero program, we talk about what's happening in these schools with scratch cooking and back and forth. These kids are so empowered about nutrition now. They're so empowered about the choices they can make in a lunch line. They're so wanting to talk about vegan food. They're so wanting to go, yeah. I, would love, I would love some Indian food. Can we make that? Can we get cultural food? So who do you think is harder to educate, kids or adults when it comes to the nutrition? Adults, hands down, hands yeah. down. <laughs> we did an event this weekend. My daughter is a dancer and um, a, a, some parents and I got together. I, I laugh because I say sometimes go, when you go to the brainstorm, maybe just stay quiet because I go to the brainstorm and come up with an idea and then then guess who is in charge of the idea. But anyway, um, <laughs> we had healthy dancer day. And so we brought members of the community in and the girls rotated through uh, different stations of groups of four and my station, I was making a healthy smoothie and help, they were helping me make it. And then everyone tasted it and weighed in on what they would put in their smoothie. We had a station, a mental health counselor, uh, someone who, um, an orthopedic surgeon talking about injury prevention. We had some awesome people there talking to the kids, but I will tell you not one person turned or one kid nobody turned down the taste test of the smoothie not yeah. one kid and they were so excited to try it and even if i said do you make smoothies at home even if they said no they're like oh when i go home i'm gonna use a banana and a strawberry what are you gonna use and they're talking about it and they were so excited and i had some cut up mango i had some cut up dragon fruit and i thought but they're not gonna try this they all wanted to try it. They all wanted to be adventurous and talk to each other about, you know, and, and it, it's um, hard because it kind of goes back to what we talked about a little bit before, where you have to break the generational cycle in a way, mm -hmm. because many times we just do what we learned and we continue that cycle on. Oh, I didn't eat smoothies growing up, so I'm not going to make smoothies for my kids, I'm not going to teach them how to make smoothies. And that seems intimidating. And so it's a cycle that just continues, continues and, and people are intimidated and, and that's rightfully so I feel like it is, can be intimidating. I mean, you and I, we will talk fruits and vegetables all, all day, but your average consumer, you know, you don't know how to pick a mango or you don't know how to cut the mango. And so it's just in their stressful day, it's easier just to not do that. Correct. So. Well, yeah, it's, 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 it's almost plug and play, right? But it goes back yeah. again to putting value in our food. And I love the fact that you guys are about education and I know it's incredibly important, right? It's about informing folks. It's about creating opportunities for them to understand the choices that they can make and, and really giving them a runway to, to go buy a dragon fruit and try it and find out how good dragon fruit is, how good, what kind of, you know, the little black seeds, really healthy fat kids. Didn't know if you know that, but it's a healthy fat in there. That's good for you. Right. And kids like it and it's fun and it's really unique looking and it's got great flavor and there's a lot of benefit to it. You know, education is just, I, I believe is, is paramount and it's what you guys are all about. You're about informing, you're about, and, and quite frankly, uplifting in a big, big way. Um, but again, it goes back to kind of what I said. It's really important that we educate when it comes to food and, and, and how we need to be respecting food in our lives. You know, I mean, education is such a massive part of what you all do. And I love, you know, especially with how you're cooking with your daughter, which is just awesome, by the way. You too. <laughs> there's going to be the two of there's got to be a food fight coming eventually. There's oh, got to be man. something. She's going to flip Listen, she's uh, going to be 13 next November. And I can assure you, she, 
she'll be throwing something at me someday soon. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's coming. Yeah, don't worry, mom. It's coming. Yeah. But you know, again, I, I just think it's so incredibly important. And the way that you all are doing it, when you're when you're at the retail level and you're putting these things out there and you're empowering the dietitians, but you're really ultimately you're powering who we all are, which are consumers. And I think that's just, you know, it's a very big lift to do. And it, I wish it was easier. You know, I, I wish it was easier. And it just seems, it seems to me like this would be an easy thing to fix as opposed to some of the things that we continue to spiral around, I think. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, it is. It's kind of grassroots. I feel like it's yeah. all from the beginning. It's, it's, it is grassroots. <laughs> it is. But, you know, but again, I think that it, it wouldn't be, you wouldn't be as successful at it if you didn't run on your path with that passion, right? If you didn't have no. that fire in your belly to go and recognize what you have accomplished. And when you think about the number of meals that you have, and I want to get into this a little bit, we've touched on this a little earlier before we got rolling today. And I think this is an incredibly powerful um, topic that needs to be, uh, that's a part of, of what's going on out here in our food world. And, and, you know, Feeding America is an amazing organization doing big things, helping people put food in their bellies, which is, which is, I think we take for granted because we don't value our food and we don't, we don't think about it. If you're full, you're not worried about somebody that's hungry. And you start talking to people in the school level, you know, kids go into the, kids see the nurse with a bellyache. It's not necessarily because they have appendicitis. It's because they're hungry. Right. And they don't know how to express it. There's a lot of that that's involved. And it's really powerful. Uh, I just got done talking with somebody talking to me about how many homeless children are in their school district that are eating three meals a day at school, breakfast, lunch and supper, as they called it. Right. I mean, that's a mm -hmm. big deal. So, you know, I want to talk about this because I think your perspective is incredibly unique to this subject matter and that folks in need sometimes don't ask for help. Um, some of it has to do with pride. Some of it has to do with embarrassment. Some of it, maybe I feel like I'm a failure and on and it doesn't matter what it is. Right. But there, there's, there's, there's reasons why, and it can certainly present, certainly can prevent people from getting the help they need. And I think it's really important in this country today that we need to remember um, that one in two kids and one in three adults are hungry today. Right. They are. And that's a fact. Yeah. And so why is it important to maintain an ag dignity, do you think, to our efforts when we go to uplift folks? Well, I can tell you from a personal standpoint, I was a kid that had um, a free lunch card. So when I went through the lunch line and I would search for change um, so that I didn't have to show my card because I didn't yeah. want anybody to see me show my card. And I lived in an area that there were a lot of kids that had free and reduced lunch, but it was like you said, that sense of pride that I didn't want anyone to know that I couldn't pay for my lunch or that I had, you know, that card. I just, I can picture it in my mind right now. It was just so hard for me and I would do everything in my power not to, not to use that card. And so it's, it's really important to me in everything that we share out that we consider all income levels that we consider everybody. And it's all about being inclusive, but in being inclusive on that level, you know, that anybody that comes to this recipe, you know, there's not going to be something on there that they're, that they're going to go out and go, Oh my gosh, this is $20 for a bag of this. Why would they, you know, put this in the recipe? Those are things that we deeply consider um, when we put anything out there and, you know, just considering everybody. And that's something that's really important to me. Um, there's a, a, um, you know, I'm tried and true feeding America, but here in Orlando, there's a um, grocery store called United Against Poverty. And they do something really cool that I think that could be a great model um, 
you know, everywhere, but they, um, they discount everything. So they get donations, but people mm-hmm. can still shop. So, right. So something's like 25 cents for, you know, your can of tomato, diced tomatoes or whatever it might be. Sure. So you still have a sense that I'm shopping and providing for my family. Like this isn't, they say it's not a handout, it's a hand up. And that's their whole motto is like, we're bringing you up. We, you know, in the best way possible, they do like job services and things like that. So they're all about like, how can we not keep you in the system, right? Like not where you don't feel stuck in this space. And, and so I think they do a really, really great job of that. But I think that we all just have to keep that in mind, like be inclusive, just it's simple, like be inclusive. Think about everybody as you're putting messaging out there, you're, you know, developing recipes or whatever you're doing, because you never know, like that's was me, you know, it seems so crazy now to like, look back at that time. Um, probably really supercharged me to to be my hyperachiever self and get to somewhere that I felt like I didn't have to, you know, but who knows tomorrow? Like I, my kids, I take them to volunteer at Second Harvest here and they've like cleaned the shelves at that grocery store at United Against Poverty. And one of the interesting things, which I might've shared this on our last episode, but um, my daughters, when we first time we went, they both said the same thing. Well, they look like us. They make that could yeah. be us. That could be us a month from now. Like there's no, this is what poverty looks like, right? Like mm-hmm. there's no, I think sometimes we forget that in our mind. Like you're saying the homeless kids at the school, we just, we got a report of the homeless kids at our school. And, you know, my daughter's like, no way, no one looks homeless. I'm like, that's not, not how it works. <laughs> there's no, yeah, there's no secret handshake or a special hat you wear. No. Yeah, we are like, we don't know what tomorrow holds. Like, you know, you might be at the food bank and we need to make sure that everybody feels included, that nobody feels like, you know, that this is shameful or whatever. You got to lift people up and you can do that through education too. And the Mm -hmm. way that you package things and provide things to people. And I know second harvest gives out a lot of education and recipes. So you just make it like like just inclusive for everybody. Well, hundred percent. That's what I love about what your mission is. I love the fact that you were coming from an angle um, that does include and bring everybody alongside to your point. It's not this, you know, something extravagant that you have to add to this recipe. It's simple. It's common sense. It's a way of, 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 of just changing up what maybe you're already buying by giving you some tips and some ideas. And I think it's incredibly important, you know, thinking about the, the, the meal ticket, you know, when I was a kid, the meal ticket had to get hole punched every month. Oh. <laughs> so not only did you have, not only did you have to whip the card out, right. And you have to show your oh, card, gosh. But they, would, they would hole punch your card. So talk about, you know, literally, and, and you'll hear you're in elementary school. Don't think that that's not a stigma. Don't think that that's not something to your point. I mean, you're talking about it. You know, when you were a kid, I can recall doing it when I was a kid, Yeah, having the hole punch, you know, if you had three punches, it was one thing, but if you had 30 punches, it's another. And, you know, I, I just think that, again, it goes back to what you all are about, which is driving value into food, which is driving common sense back into the food narrative, which is providing healthy choices and ideas that perhaps people don't need. And I love what you said. It's about lifting people up. And it is so incredibly important. I mean, dignity is everything. And it means so much to people. And we forget about that at times, right? We don't recognize that because we're not in that position, perhaps. And we don't have to think that way. And it's really important that we do, right? I just just think your whole mission 
of uplifting is just, it's so powerful. And that's why I'm so happy to have you here and hanging and talking and we're not done yet. Yeah. I got more questions, but <laughs> I had to come to that moment of kind of that, that epiphany of just how powerful your work is. And it's resonating through, you know, every action that you all take for 20 and the, years. And the dignity, you know, as you know, the produce industry and the food industry, you have to, we have to find a way, you know, I think we say fancier, we keep coming out with fancier and fancier things. And there's a market for that, right? You know, there's a market for those gourmet items. But I think that as we all like are, you, you know, you see on LinkedIn, all of the new products and I love it. I love seeing new innovation and things like that. But I also caution the simple, the simple produce and the simple things because we want to push consumption, but we don't want to make it harder for, Mm -hmm. you know, this, for people to like, we're close, like by making, pushing more gourmet and pricier things, it's cool and it's fun and it's innovative, but we're also losing who we're trying to help, I guess. Does that make sense? 100%. No, 100%. <laughs> it is. And it goes back and it, and it leads me right back to what we talked about the retail dietitians. And that is really what their, you know, their focus is. Their focus is um, to help you better understand what's going on in the store and, you know, drive sales and to increase consumption and to put you in the right path and trajectory. To your point, if you're, you know, if you're vitamin deficient, here's five things that we can work with. Here's just simple things yeah. from the produce department, simple thing from aisle four that you can put into your diet. I think it's incredibly powerful, and I hope people recognize and lean into not only your projects, but what the retailers are doing and get more involved in their food choice and try to buy their own value back yes. into the food system. It's incredibly important. It really is. I love it. That's a great chat. I love that. It was really cool. Talk to me about some other stuff. Let's get in before, before I get too far off the soapbox. Here we get rolling. Talk to me about your other brands. You got Produce for Kids kicking in there, which I, you know, yes. obviously, kids love that. Uh, Mission for Nutrition, Food Rx. Go so, talk about whatever you want. Yeah. About. So we talked about Mission for Nutrition, which is kicking off in March. Right. Um, so that's right around the corner. Then Food RX, we've had we've had Food RX for a couple of years. And I and I feel like it's kind of flown under the radar a little bit. And my hope is this year that we're gonna get some recognition for it because we we started, I want to say five years ago, we started printing for the retail dietitians uh prescription pads where they could write a prescription to whoever they were seeing, you know, tomatoes, cucumber, whatever it might be. So we started doing that and we have a video series now, which if you go to our website, you can click on food RX and we have, um, she was a former ShopRite dietitian and now she uh, has her own business. She still goes into ShopRite stores and does classes and things like that. Um, and she does a lot of work with us and she does all of our food RX videos. Um, cool. North Carolina Sweet Potatoes is is a huge partner of ours, and we do a lot of fun Food RX videos on the health benefits of sweet potatoes. But she'll make you know make a recipe, but also talk about um, all of the great health benefits to whatever product that might be. So um, that's really cool. And then Produce for Kids, of course, you know we were that was our name. Yeah. Um, and now we're Healthy Family Project is kind of the umbrella, and then you'll find everything else kind of underneath that. So produce for kids has shifted over to be our cosmark our in-store cause marketing campaign. So when you'll see signage and Publix, Harps, um, you know, the the commissaries, Lowe's food stores, you'll see the produce for kids logo still remains. And that's really the root. That's that was how we started. So we we like to keep that produce uh 
that produce word and name in there and keep that kind of little piece of where we began. Thanks for joining the Todd Versation. And now a word from our sponsor. Hi, this is Gordon Robertson, CEO of Verdant Technologies. Thank you for listening to Todd Versations. Our innovative post-harvest solution, Harvest Hold Fresh, is a game changer in delivering longer lasting produce from crop to cart. Our patent technology slows the clock, extending the shelf life of fruits and vegetables, helping to preserve them at their peak. By simply inserting a sheet of Harvest Hold Fresh into packaging after harvest, our solution works to significantly reduce waste, deliver return on investment, and offer robust sustainability benefits in the perishable produce supply chain. That's a winning proposition for the grower, the shipper, the retailer, the consumer, and our planet. Contact us today and let us help you change your fresh future with this one sheet wonder. Harvest Hold Fresh from Verdant Technologies. I love it. Well, two-part question then, because of all this, we're just talking about how do people get involved? A, how do retail food stores get involved with you all? And then how do consumers get involved? Can you? Yeah, sure. So I think uh, the best route I could give anyone um, is to go to our website and we have a work with us tab. Um, And that really, I mean, we've spent, we spent a lot of time putting ourselves in the position of someone coming to that page and really finding out like, okay, I want to do more digital, you know, how can I make an impact and also, you know, get some TikTok juice flowing or, you know, oh, I really am interested into talking to families during back to school. I have this great product. I want really want to push it during that time. That's great. Let's talk about our back to school program. And those funds actually go back to um, my friend Andrew over at IFPA. Um, he funnels all, you'll love this, funnels all of those um, back to support school nutrition directors in, in different ways that that they may you know, need support or however we can continue that education at the school level. So those funds go there. So I think it's really going, you know, going to work with us. You can always email me, call me. That's fine too. We're, we're a small organization. So any of us are always ready to talk, but um, I think going to that page, cause you know, we have a lot of programs yeah. and whatever your goals might be. Um, I think that we, there's a place for you. And I think in our day and age, you know, having, I know we said checking boxes, but you know, you have that philanthropic, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes you're a small team and you want to build brand awareness, but you also want to give back and you're like, okay, we don't have enough people or we, what do we do? And so I think that our team, cause this is what we do day in and day out, we can, you know, kind of help that. And, and collectively, I mean, you, anybody can make their donation, but I think collectively it's, it's fun to come together and, and be able to like put it all in the, in the pot and say, here we go. Like we're really making an impact here with this, with our dollars. And yeah. So I love it. I mean, it's just all about empowerment, right? It's all about creating the opportunity for people that want to make a change to your point. You know, we have goals. How do we achieve our goals? You've got a track record, um, big and small retailers that you've worked with. You've had, you know, successes, you've had stuff you you've pivoted on. I'm quite sure you've had ideas that have never made it out of a meeting. I mean, you've had ideas that have been (laughs) turning into major initiatives, but I mean, but you, but again, you've walked down this path. So it's not like a question. It's not like a retailer or a consumer is going to throw you a question that you probably haven't already pondered or answered before. 
Um, and I think that's, that's, again, I think that's incredibly meaningful to people when they want to make better choices about their food and their opportunities. Yeah. You know, I've been here a while. My kids the other day, there were two incidents. One, I was in our local Publix taking pictures of, of signs and things. And the guy said, oh, yeah, you're the Apple girl. <laughs> I said, no, I'm not. But <laughs> he goes, well, you're always in here taking pictures of pictures of um, the apples. I'm not always taking pictures of apples, but I guess the times he has seen me, I've been taking photos of apples. And then we were at our Aldi and they had the squash, uh, the signs for winter squash and spaghetti squash were flip flopped. And I took the, I took the um, lead on making that signage change. And my kids were like, we got to go. You're changing yeah, well, the signs now. In yeah. stores. <laughs> well, but, you, but in all fairness though, let's be fair. Let's do a little parental check here. In all fairness, if you have the opportunity to embarrass your children in a public place, as a parent, you are obligated to do so. <laughs> I know. And I do. I do. <laughs> okay. On purpose and not on purpose. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> well, the on purpose ones are way better than the non yeah. on purpose ones. There's no yeah. doubt. This is fun. I, I, I got to ask this question and I, it just it popped into my feeble little brain here. If you could just, you know, come up with one wish, you know, open the magic bottle. What do you think the fastest way we can solve hunger is in this country? That's a big question. It is a big question. And I, I don't know if it's the, the fastest way, but it makes the most sense. And I, I don't know why we can't figure it out. But when you look at the numbers, when you look at the number of Americans or in the world, really, but Americans in particular that are hungry and food insecure, and then you look at our food waste numbers it does not match it at all. I mean, it's in, it's, we could feed all of these people. We could mm -hmm. feed, we would have, and, and I, I know there's a lot of logistics. So also please don't come at me for this. No, no, I no, know, but... I know that it doesn't just snap your fingers and we get this from point A to point B and everybody's happy and, and uh, you know, with a full belly. But when you look at, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, this U.S. I think they said this, or I've read that you know it's somewhere around forty million tons of oh, yeah. food is wasted or discarded every yeah. year, and then there's thirty-five million Americans who can't, you know, who don't have a a meal today, and so the disconnect just boggles my mind. I'm like, yeah. where? How do we fix this? I mean, I I'm on. I want to fix it. I just don't know where to begin. <laughs> Well, you are, but you are beginning, right? You are, you are beginning. You're a part, you're a part of, you're a part of yes. all that's involved, right? It's just not, it's not solely on your shoulders. I'll give you a stat that'll blow you away. Food waste in the United States is the equivalent of every single American, young and old, throwing away 650 small to medium sized apples a piece. Oh man, that's, that's, that's crazy. real. That's a real stat. That's real. That puts it into real big perspective, not tons, but imagine go to a grocery store and see if you can, eat. there's not even 650 apples, most likely on the shelf. Well, and I think that you're right. I, I get, when I see stuff like this, you know, I, I like to, I'm a problem solver and I want to solve the big problems and I get down on myself when I can't solve the big problems. But I think that the things that we can do is, you know, talk about how to pick uh, you know, how to pick produce, how, how to store mm -hmm. it. So you're not tossing it out, how to be multi-purposeful, you know, with the smoothies, I was telling 
the dance mm-hmm. fingers this weekend. You know, if you have leftover, put it in a popsicle mold, freeze it into little cubes, you know, and use that later on, put it back in your blender and, and have your smoothie for another day. And so I think there's a lot of educate back to the education that, um, goes around food waste that if we can continue to educate and on the platforms where people are, you know, this next generation. Well, I mean, I think that the age is even maturing over on TikTok and Instagram that people really like, like our highest viewed posts are those that are like, here's what you're doing wrong with your tomatoes, right? So people are interested in that and people want to know how to, especially with inflation and everything else, like, how can I make this last longer? So we can do it. Let's do it. I love let's, it. Well, let's I love end the... <laughs> that's why you're here to talk about the fact that you are doing it. And I think that's the message that I hope people can recognize in this conversation that you're leading them down a path, as we've talked about before, that it gives them an opportunity to empower themselves, to change this plant, to change their health, to do some simple things. Um, not a big lift. It's not an expensive lift. But it's just a chance to, again, that that moment of pause to say, huh, okay, I've got the tools, you know, again, you've got bullets in the holster that you're providing people. And I just think it's it's just, it's worth celebrating. And I think your work is worth celebrating. I'm really proud of you guys for what you do and Thank how long you. you've been at it and what you believe Ooh. in. Well, no, really, because, you know, and, and, and kudos to John, right? Schumann, let's just be honest. I mean, that man wears, that man wears his life and his love and his passion on his shirt sleeve every day. You want to talk to him, you want to have an inspirational conversation, get him to give you five minutes. You know, you want, your tires will explode. They'll pump, yeah. be pumped up so hard. He's a great individual. And I think that it shows with what all you are doing. And, you know, I, I, I just think that, that I would love to put you out of business, but I'm so damn glad, grateful that you're in business. <laughs> This well, has been awesome. You. It is. Thank you for hanging out with me today. It's been great. Sure, it's been I super it. fun. I, I mean, I really, I do. I, I just hold you in such high esteem and the work that you all do. I appreciate you being here and just sharing from your heart, talking about you as a kid and what it matters and, and how really, honestly, it's about uplifting each other, uplifting it each is. other, perpetuate your message in such a great way. That's for it really sure. Really does. Yeah. And love <laughs> and go love your retail dietitian, by the way. Yes, please do. Especially. Yeah. And Yeah during the month of March. <laughs> well, for sure. Yeah. And it is. Everybody get on the website, figure out what, figure out how to, you know, figure out what you need. Ask yourself, well, how do I value food? What's value? What's important to yes. me when it comes to food? Ask yourself that question and then get online, get on the website and say, okay, here, what can I do differently? What can I make? How can I make a difference with, in my family? Try one meal a week. Try adding one takes. thing, try yep. adding one thing and see where it takes you. Right. We just need that first step. You take the first step and then tell you what the second one's a lot easier. Yep. That's for sure. So thank you for being here. I appreciate you so much. I really do. Thank you for having me. Everybody, Healthy Family Project, get on it. Quit dorking around. Get on the website. (laughs) Figure out how to make a change in your life. Empower people, right? About inspiration. We talk about it on this platform every single time about going to inspire somebody. Healthy Family Project is doing just that. They have a vehicle for you to succeed with, a vehicle that you can embrace and make changes, whether it be in your school, in your house, whatever it might be, and go meet your retail dietitians. Go ask them to be in the store and value them because those folks are important to us. They really, really are. Thank you for being here. Thanks for listening. Much love, Amanda, from me to you, to everybody at Healthy Family Project, for my team here. We just really appreciate what you all are about. Please come back again and let's keep talking and keep pumping up tires and make this world a better place. Let's do it. Cool. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon.